Check, mic check, one, two, one, two. What's good with you? What's going on, travel fam? This is your main man, Just GQ, and you are tuned in to another episode of the Travel Guys, a podcast dedicated to making travel easy for everyday people like you and me. Let's just go ahead and get this episode kicked off with a little housekeeping. As you know, I know we have some new listeners, so if you have not, please subscribe to the Travel Guys podcast. You can do so on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And please follow us on social media at GQ50 at the Travel Guys. And I would also like to announce that we are on TikTok as well. So I know that there are a lot of people going over there, so you can follow us at the Travel Guys on TikTok. As well, and I gotta say, I'm getting into TikTok a little bit. I was a little, I was really like turned off because I was like, I'm not dancing on the internet or doing anything like that, just because I thought that was like kind of corny. No shade, because TikTok is like has become like Vine for me. Like for those of you who remember Vine back in the day, like I used to go on Vine and I would stay on there for like two and a half, three hours of just like cracking up the whole time at these little like six second videos, watching them like twenty times each. Like they were hilarious to me so tiktok has definitely become that except you know it was just like a steep learning learning curve to be all the way honest that was the first time that i felt like i was like a dinosaur the first time i looked at tiktok when it was looking at all these like funky transitions and trying to like figure out like what was going on because i like i said i was not going to do any of these dances that were that were on there but it was just took forever i remember the first the first tiktok video i did i remember it it took me like Two or three hours to edit, like it was like it was kind of wild. Like it took it took a very long time, and I almost gave up several times. But you know, I stuck with it, and you know, it, you can make some really cool stuff on there. So, anyways, go ahead check us out on TikTok at the Travel Guides with a Y, obviously because you are listening to the Travel Guides. So. Moving right on along, but still in the lane of social media. Those of you who follow me personally on at GQ50, you have seen that I have been moving around a little bit. So I rarely get personal on here. I mean, I, I did a little bit just from the perspective of being a black man when the when after George Floyd and, and all of that was going on. And we'll we'll touch on some of that here just because I know it's been a while since since I've talked to y'all. I've been have we haven't addressed Breonna Taylor, we haven't addressed a lot of that stuff. That's been going on, but I, I, you know, those of you who saw that I, I went up to D.C. and then on up to New York, I have a, I have an ill family member, and so I was trying to get up there. She's kind of in like the final stages of life, so I was trying to get up there to to see her, and I literally had to take planes, trains, and automobiles to get up there. So you know, I'm I'm sure it, it is a it is a sad situation, but I, it was just something that I felt like I needed to do, and and so I took it upon myself, obviously being safe, but going up there. But with that, I did get to experience a couple other modes of transportation that I had not had yet, you know, because I hadn't been on a train. And those of you who like. Those of you who live, like I lived in Chicago, so and so I know a lot of folks who lived in Chicago who lived in, on like the East Coast or really on the West Coast as well. Trains are pretty prevalent, and so I, it's not like an enjoyable necessarily experience. <laughs> you know, it, it's kind of triggering just thinking about having to to take a train and and as, as like the primary way to get to work because you're at the mercy of like 
that that mode of transportation. So if something's going on with them, then you late to work, you know, and so that that can be a, a bit stressful. And then also, you know, if you work a full day and you're trying to come back home, that that can also set you set you back. So when I was on my way up there, I was in Baltimore or in uh, in Maryland, uh, Western Maryland, visiting one of my one of my boys, and we were and I had to take the train. From, we had to drive to West Virginia, and I, the whole DMV area is like confusing to me because it's all very like you could be in and out of Maryland, into West Virginia, into Virginia, into DC, like within a matter of like an hour. I'm sure if you played it right, like it just doesn't make it doesn't it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. So anytime I'm in a DMV, I have no clue where I am. Like I'm just I'm just existing, and so I didn't even know West Virginia was that was that close for real, but. It, it is. And so we drove like 15, 20 minutes from Maryland to to West Virginia. I caught the train on up to uh, to D.C. to and then on up to Penn Station. So it was just kind of like it was just it was kind of weird. But like the train was actually like super smooth. Like it was it was it was three hours late. So, <laughs> you know, that it didn't start out super smooth. But once I was on it. It was it's easy to navigate and it's often less expensive than coming back down or than then taking taking flights, excuse me. So, you know, I you hop on there. The good news is also like if you're traveling somewhere and you're trying to like finesse something with work, you can still you're obviously not in the air. So you can some of the trains have Wi-Fi on them. And then you could also, for those of you who have like the the hotspots on your on your mobile device, you can use that as well. And I know that's something that you don't necessarily have in the air because Wi-Fi in the air is is hella like whack. You know, like you sometimes it doesn't work with like it, it you can get on the internet, maybe you can text, but like getting the full service can be a little a little tough and non reliable. So I, I enjoy that aspect of it. But it was uh it was just it was just cool from like you can see the scenery and you know when you're when you're driving through and, and it's actually like kind of beautiful going, you know, from that West Virginia to DC on up to New York, like that drive or that ride, it is uh it's pretty scenic. And so it took, but it did take a minute. It took about it took like four, four or five hours to get up there. Um, which was going to be the same whether if I flew or not because I didn't have a direct flight there. However, it was uh, it was it was a good experience overall. And I, I enjoyed it, um, but it was I think I ended up paying like I only bought a one way and it was like one thirty I think to get up to get up there and the flights were like a buck fifty plus to get up there. And I did buy a flight back once I had gotten up to New York, but that's because. Southwest had their deal. So the Southwest deal, and I posted about this on the travel guides as well as GQ50 on Instagram, the travel, excuse me, Southwest had a deal where they were, uh, if you bought a flight on, I think they posted it on like a Tuesday and they were like, if you bought the, if you bought a flight by that Thursday, now the deal is done. So like, don't get excited about it, but but they are starting to run this stuff because as I told y'all before, these companies, these airlines, they're trying to get people to fly. So they're basically giving away, giving away flights. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, we see the travel is starting to ramp up. It, it is, uh, you know, obviously it spikes during the holidays and kind of dwindles it during other times. So you can take advantage of that. But you have these situations where these airlines are putting together deals that are that are just excellent, but they'll be it'll be a flash deal. And so, you know, we're no we're no you know, the travel fam is no stranger to a flash deal, to a glitch. You know, you got to jump. You got to get it while the getting's good. So the Southwest had a deal where 
they posted on a Tuesday that if you bought a flight by Thursday, then you had to fly by November 15th. Then you would get a companion pass for the months of January and February in 2021, obviously. So the, the companion pass basically gives you a buy one, get one flight on everywhere that you go. <laughs> so if you got if you got if you and one of the homies, you and your you and your girl, you and your man, if y'all want to go somewhere, then you can do that unlimited from January to February. Now, you obviously that's like that can be tough. It worked out because I it was I was in an advantageous spot. I'm still a little tight, a little nervous that it may not that it may not work out. I don't know if they're gonna try to like hit me with some type of contingency because they always have like those quote unquote qualifying flights and everything. So I had called, apparently, for those of you who did see it and who did opt in, they, I called Southwest and, to, and talked to them, and they're going to send out a, an email on after November 15th to let you know if you qualified or not. So I think we're just, it's just kind of a waiting game at this point, you know, but that was, the, that was the deal. So I did fly back from New York to Baltimore so that I could take advantage of, of that deal. And you better believe I'm going to be loaded up. <laughs> I'm going to be loaded up, Jan and Fab, so that I can take advantage of it, you know, fully. Now, I don't know, I don't know if you can have, if it's one companion or if it's, multiple one for each trip i'm not sure because i just didn't honestly i didn't read the all of the details there but that is you know that was definitely a a a nice uh smooth look i should say now once i was up in in new york there were a couple things before like i did get to see the vessel and i had been trying to see the vessel for like three different times like it was it was crazy trying to trying to see the vessel um but i finally it just happened to be down the street from my hotel. And it was it was beautiful. I only stayed on the outside. It looked it looked very nice. You know, I tried to get tried to get a flick or two, but I did not get a chance to go inside. And so <laughs> it, but inside it's basically like stairs that lead to nowhere. <laughs> so it's like it's just a cool photo op type of experience to go to if you're in New York. It's definitely it's definitely a, 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 a an interesting place to go. I would say it's I would say it's worthwhile overall but i don't know that i would get I, I don't know that i would go to new york specifically just to see the vessel like if you up there yeah you can go in and do it before like when you wake up you can go there check it out and then go and get something to eat or you know whatever maybe it's on your way to the airport i don't know but it was or to the train station you know but you can it's definitely it's it's cool it's cool to see and I, actually i feel like they're going to leave it up i don't i have no idea what their plans are for it if it was just up if it was just up for a limited time like a like 5 years or whatever because it's it's been i've missed it over the last like 3 years uh, I'd say probably two, two or three years I've missed it trying to trying to go see it when I've been up to New York because I get up there probably about like once a year or so. So it but it was that was that was pretty dope. And then D.C. is always like a good time. You know, what I'm saying like like I always enjoy D.C. is the only place in America that feels like a foreign country. And when I say that it, I, and why and when I say that, I mean with the amount of monuments that are just like casually strewn through the through the city 
it is it's very similar to like being in Paris and then having the meeting place be Arc de Triomphe, you know what I'm saying? Or like near the Eiffel or whatever. Like you can meet near the, you know, hell, I don't know, near the Congressional Library, near I remember we were up there and they had uh, near the Supreme Court, they had the the tribute for RBG, the notorious RIP. But she they had they had that going on. So it was just kind of like it always gives me kind of a European feel just because of all of the the monuments that are that are around there. So New York is different for me. Uh, I've never been super crazy about New York. I think New York is like New York is cool. Like I've had a good time in New York. I can say that I have done New York now. There was a long time where I thought New York was just Manhattan which was kind of crazy. And I remember, shout out to Taz if she's listening to this, but my girl Thasmia, she, she said, um, I was staying in Brooklyn one time for like the first time. And she was like, well, where are you staying in Brooklyn? And I was like, I don't know, like the Brooklyn part. Like I, 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 don't, I didn't know there, was, there were more parts to Brooklyn than just like Brooklyn. And she, that was when she hit me to like how, how big Brooklyn actually is in comparison to other American cities and, and other cities throughout the world, to be all the way honest. So it was just kind of like it was eye opening to me. But now I've hit the boroughs and New York just didn't really for me. Like I like I appreciate it for what it is. I can have a good time. I got some friends up there, but it's just not really my ministry as a, as a whole. So but I, I'd say I get away from what I'm saying with, with D.C. There are you know, they've started to, they're, they're continuing to add to DC, which is like, which is super cool. And so I still have not been to the African American History Museum, which is something that I am planning on making it a point to go to the next time that I'm in, that I'm in the Capitol. But, you know, that was outside of that, just even seeing like MLK's um, uh, memorial and then all of the other um, all of the other key memorials, Washington, Jefferson, what have you. It's just, it's just beautiful. Like it's just a, it's just a beautiful landscape. And, um, you know, obviously there was, you know, we're living in tumultuous times and obviously we have a, hopefully you guys have gotten out to register to vote because we do have an election. We have a, we have a, a citizen or is our duty as citizens to vote, make your, make your voice heard and please just educate yourself on the issues, regardless of how you're going to vote, just know why you're voting because that's, the worst when people are just casting the vote and they have no clue what they're doing or why they think why they think the way they do challenge yourself to think critically about how you're casting your vote because at the end of the day we've seen i've seen posts talking about vote like your life depends on it it literally does so like you know make sure these policies that are going in especially now with how polarized the world is it is ever is is more important than ever to make your voice heard and make sure that you are trying to exact you're trying to exact your influence however you can um to to make an impact so i implore all of you to vote to get out there and and do it even if you i mean look i have and just as i know i'm getting away from the original the, the original point but i have been on a on a on a cynical side of things before where you know, I thought that my, my my vote didn't count. I thought we were being manipulated. I didn't know what which way was which. I didn't know what the truth was. And, you know, it, it all comes down in my mind to a do-nothing scenario. So there are a lot of folks who just like 
they they feel this way and they're like, well, screw it. I'm just not going to do anything. And that is just a losing mentality as a, as a whole. Like regardless of if it's politics, regardless if it's your career, regardless if it's love, regardless if it's friendships, whatever, a do nothing personality, just like screw it. I'm just not going to try. I'm not going to do anything. It just doesn't, that doesn't serve anybody. And it definitely doesn't serve you if you're the one who's hoping to get something out of out of this said situation you know so i just even even if it doesn't because obviously i don't know we don't know what they do with the votes or how they're gonna count them or if it's gonna be rigged or whatever we have no clue but i will know but it's important that we do our part to make sure that in the case that everything is on the up and up it's wildly important that we make our voices heard so please take heed do that however the 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 vibe in in DC was just was just very was just dope just as a, as a whole and I think just being obviously it, we're in a we're in tumultuous times or we're in like not even tumultuous times but we are in a time of change and a time of awakening and so we saw that with the impact you know just really seeing the impact that RBG had on people where her her entire memorial site was just flooded with folk and it was just like it was it was just really powerful to see and obviously rbg has been heralded and has become somewhat of a pop culture figure however just to see it in person i think that you know it's good that she got her flowers while she was here but but she definitely got them as she had had passed on so and then also you know just seeing the white house in in a different light literally and figuratively and seeing how you know people were camped out and protesting in front of in front of his house i saw one uh um they had political signs in front of the white house with unarmed black folks who had been gunned down by the police as well which was which was super powerful so it was just it's just a different situation like when you go to dc i feel like it's always like a little extra pizzazz a little extra little extra flavor on on the visits and so that's just why i enjoy it a lot and it wasn't even on no turn up stuff just because you know i'm not really trying to get the rona like that so you know even though you want the pandemic to be over just know that it is not over so hopefully y'all stay masked up word of future and you know we can keep it pushing because that's the that's how we can continue to move freely about the cabin is just make sure that we are being safe responsible global citizens and now it's time for what's in the news So now, transitioning into what's in the news. So as we mentioned at the top of the episode, we have not had a chance to speak to the Breonna Taylor verdict or decision that was made. And as I had mentioned before, this was just, this serves, this has a very personal context for me, you know, being being from Louisville, having dual citizenship, citizenship, excuse me, there and Nashville, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's tough because a lot of the folks that I came up with when I was in college, they are, you know, in making, making waves in the political stratosphere in, in Kentucky as a whole. And so that being said, you know, I know the AG, Daniel Cameron, who has become a household name by fumbling this entire situation. And I think that, you know, it's most notable and topical now, or it continues to be, you know, knowing that on Saturday Night Live, it was addressed by Meg Thee Stallion, where she took a quote from from Tamika, and I forget her last name. However, she, 
you know, very famously said that like in this situation, having someone who looks like us in a position of power to the quote unquote sellout Negroes who sold our people into slavery, which is piercing to say the least. And those words were illuminated on the background of Meg Thee Stallion's performance, just 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 keeping it very top of mind. And, you know, I, we were all, I think, in, in the midst of Googling what in the hell wanton endangerment actually was. I think all of us were, were kind of, were, were just sad, you know? Like, the fact that ultimately the walls of the neighbors were deemed to have more value than Breonna Taylor's life as a whole, not having her named in anything that was read, identifying that the bullet that killed her came from Officer Cosgrove's gun and then saying that it was justified. Now, I don't, I, you know, I don't understand everything in the law. So I will say that straight up and down. However, I do not understand how a bystander a literal bystander standing by Kenneth Walker, how she could be at fault at all in all of this. And that's really what it all comes down to and where every conversation I've gotten into, I'm like, look, man, if I, I don't, I don't give a damn if she was, if she was, and she wasn't because the person who they were looking for wasn't there, but I don't care if she was the, the accountant for, for the drug operation. I do. I don't care how many, of y'all have done drugs how many of y'all know drug dealers how many of y'all have hung out with a drug dealer if somebody came in and shot you dead is that something that you deserve no and that is really all that this comes down to at the end of the day is when when people say they have they have villainized black lives matter which is a statement which started as a statement just matters just saying that black lives are of importance they are of value they have significance and then the, the conversation has been muddied to where when you say Black Lives Matter, they only think about an organization that they don't know anything about, They're not, but they're, it's surrounded by rumors. And so at the end of the day, you are, if you think, if you think that a, an unarmed black person should be not killed by police officers for any crime, but specifically... And in the case of more recent context, no offense, a misdemeanor or a misdemeanor, then you are, then you believe that black lives matter. Period. That's it. If you think that in those situations the cops should kill unarmed black people, then you do not believe that black lives matter. And shame on you, quite frankly. So I just that's really like as simple as it gets and as I can make it. But I think in the specific case of Breonna Taylor, it sounds like there has been new context brought to the the grand jury situation or the grand jury handling or how the information was presented to the grand jury. And I hope that it yields justice for the family because, you know, what? and I've, I've spoken to a couple of my, my lawyer friends in this. And so initially when the three counts of wanton endangerment came out, what I saw was... 15 years of of a 15 year max sentence which I was like okay if we get 15 years on this cop like I'm 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 okay with that like I'm cool with that but the the fact of the matter is is that two of those counts are probably going to get thrown out and as we know wanton endangerment only holds a sentence of 1 to 5 years so it could significantly get played down and he could plead it down to 
a misdemeanor offense. So that is like, that's what pisses people off. It's like there's no one being held accountable. Even if he did get 15 years, he wouldn't be held accountable for Breonna Taylor's death because, as we know, he didn't fire the fatal shot. And we know that that the walls are, are more important than her life in the in the opinion of the the justice system. And so I think it's just it's just a shame to be all the way honest, but this is what pisses people off is that there is no accountability whatsoever, regardless of how many times this happens. And all of this 2020 has been happening in the public eye more with a with a microscope. So if it doesn't change now, I don't know when it would. So that is tough. Shifting gears, we do have a great episode for you. And I know that there have been, I've gotten questions around how to plan coming out of the Rona, like how to plan travel. And I'll have a separate episode talking about my travel plans for Q4 and into 2021. I spoke a little bit about the Southwest deal, which will help to facilitate that. However, there is a great time. I think that 2020 has really taught us to not take time for granted. We've seen it run out on so many people and for so, so many things. And so I think that there are going to be a lot of people who are ready and raring to take 2021 by the horns and go. So the subject of today's episode is how to plan your first international trip. So I think that there will be a lot of people who find value in this. It could be a resource, a reference. Please share this with anybody who is looking to go on a, on a trip in 2021. Anybody who you're trying to convince, because we know that folks are BSing out here. So send it, use it as a resource. Let me know if, if y'all have any thoughts or any additional questions. And I'm happy to, I'm happy to help. Happy to help. Reach out via DM or you can email the Travel Guides email at thetravelguides at gmail.com. And I think that'll do it. So without further ado, please enjoy this episode of the Travel Guides. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. To our topic today, I've been getting a lot of questions recently. People are curious about how to jump in the travel game, which warms my heart when I receive those messages and i'm happy to play faux travel agent for people too within reason within reason so i'm i want to i want to be very clear i'm not going to plan a trip for you but i am here as a travel consultant if you want to bounce some ideas off of me and that's what i've been doing today's topic will be getting started in travel a travel one-on-one if you will so first the your journey of travel, no pun intended, well, kind of, it starts with the desire for more. It, it starts, not everybody, some people are very content with only seeing the United States of America, maybe going down to Cancun for, no shade to Cancun, but going down to a resort in Cancun and that being about for a vacation and that being about it. Like, they don't really need to experience another culture. They don't need to really leave the, the, the continent. And that's fine. That's their prerogative. But if you want to, it's there for you, and that's what we're trying to facilitate an understanding of. And so it starts with your desire to, to travel and to see more and to understand more, to broaden your perspective. Next, it's all about picking a destination. I think a lot of people have their wish list, excuse me, their wish list of where they want to go, where ideally they, w- they would go. Maybe you're watching an Anthony Bourdain show. Maybe we throw back, you're watching Wild On on E. I know that was uh, all in my middle school years. Maybe you watch the, a lot of the Travel Channel, which hopefully 
the travel guys will be on sooner than later. And or maybe it's just IG. I think people villainize a lot of social media a lot of the time, but I honestly get a lot of energy from it, a lot of ideas. I know I don't necessarily think that life is a competition, but I do think that you know, I don't think that I think we measure ourselves by each other. Like uh, competitive people leverage other people in similar situations as their barometer of success. I think that's just a reality. But I also think that in that, if you are not hating, you can recognize if someone is doing something that you would be interested in doing, and perhaps you can take notes and learn something from what they're doing as they probably are with you. Because we're all out here excelling in different areas, and so the more that we can help one another, the more we can progress as a people. That's right. That's right, folks. But as far as destinations, especially first destinations go, I think there's a bit of a dichotomy here. And if you have, if you do not, some people are more ambitious than other people, which is the first question that I ask when I'm when posed to me, where should I go? How ambitious do you want to be? How how uncomfortable are you comfortable being, so to speak? And if the answer is not that much, then I would likely guide them to a Europe, a Canada, a Mexico, and that's because the like the barrier to entry is lower they're accustomed to having the, the cultures are not a vast departure depending on where you're going obviously because there are other pockets and these are vast countries and continents or and continent but i'm thinking like and they're and they're comfortable having tourists so i'm thinking like france spain italy those are really like a nice solid three places to start when you're when you're going abroad, the the there are other languages, but you know you can you can navigate around. Additionally, with Canada, depending on where you're going, Toronto felt like New York to me. To be all the way honest, it just felt like a more northern city in America. But you have a bit a taste of a different culture. They've got different monuments. You got the CN Tower, what have you, and you can catch a Raptors game, maybe highlight Drake. I don't know. I don't know what your ministry is, but you could do a lot of those things. Whereas, which is a vastly different experience if you were in like a Montreal or Vancouver with a heavy French influence. But you can navigate your comfort level around that. I mentioned with Mexico, Mexico also has a similar a similar dynamic where if you go to a Cancun or a Cabo, that's pretty plug and play. They're used to having tourists. Tourism is a huge industry down there. You can have a great time. You can turn up. You can say you've been to Mexico, lay on a beach, do your thing. Or you could go to like a Mexico City, which has a different type of vibe, a Tulum, where you can get a taste of the ancient Mayan culture. I hope I got that right. <laughs> but I believe it's the is the Mayan culture. So you have you just have a lot of there's a lot of wiggle room in there, but I think those places are conducive to are conducive destinations for first time travel. If you are a bit more ambitious, then that is when I would suggest a South America, an Asia, Africa, those types of continents. I left out Antarctica. If you want to go there for the first time, more power to you. That's going to be my seventh continent. So, <laughs> you know, I'm already playing it, but that's a, that's a bit of an undertaking. Or if you want to go to Australia, that's cool, but Australia is just a super long flight. You're going to spend a day in the air. And so if you're not accustomed to being on planes for six, seven, eight hours, I don't know how you're going to handle 24 hours. Might get a little cabin fever, might go crazy. I don't know. I don't wish that on you, but I'm just telling you what I know. So I would say if you're if you're a bit more ambitious, I would look to if you're looking at South America, I would say Brazil, Brazil, Colombia, Panama, 
those are like the top three that come to my mind down there where there's a there's a lot of tourist destinations or a lot of touristy sites to see they are it, it they're comfortable having tourists but you also are going to get a very rich cultural experience where you'll get a look and feel of the of the countries and you'll be able to you may not be able to converse with a lot of <laughs> a lot of the natives there because uh, the language barrier uh, is bigger there is broader and whatnot but you can have a great time I also think the DR the DR could be good as well that's a, that you can you can also pick and choose what kind what type of experience you want to have there those are just my suggestions if you're looking at Africa I think South Africa is a great place to dip a toe in you get you're definitely going to get some Africa some African culture and some African history there I think it'll give a, a real nice an accurate view into race relations, I think, as well as you'll be able to, and perspective on that, I think you'll also be able to play with some with some animals, which, you know, depending on what your stance is on that, could be a plus or a minus. Um, if you are looking at Asia, I don't really know what to tell you, to be honest. Don't start with India. I'll tell you that India will be a culture shock for that tale. So I would steer you away from there. I think a lot of people enjoy Indonesia, and the Philippines. I think China could also be a solid place to start. Obviously, the Great Wall of China is a huge landmark that people want to go see. Um, and I don't mean to down India. I, I've, I've talked about this. I haven't talked about it in a while. I did not have the greatest experience when I was in India. I had food poisoning. I thought I had malaria when I got back, legitimately, no exaggeration. And it just wasn't, and like the food wasn't wasn't really my feng shui. The Taj Mahal was gorgeous, though. I mean, beautiful. Looked like a mirage from a hundred yards away. Like you had to touch it to see that it was real. And it was just it was a that made honestly the whole experience worth it. So I I, I don't mean to discourage anyone for from India. I just think that might be a rather ambitious first trip. So once you've got your destination picked out you know you got to have a passport as i mentioned before we're in tax season tax return season excuse me so you know it's time when everybody balls out everybody's got money coming in everybody's doing their thing i implore you to save 140 dollars 140 dollars that is all so that you can make sure that you have a passport and that would that encompasses the actual book as well as the application fee. And you can make sure that you are in good shape there because and I have tried this before. There is an episode, I believe, in season two that is entitled I was the idiot who left his passport and tried to fly. And you they will not let you, especially if you're leaving the country, you will not leave without a passport. They might let you come back. You may be able to finesse that but they will not allow you to leave without your passport so if you don't have a passport long story short you're not going anywhere uh, internationally at least and that's inclusive of mexico and canada because some people think that that doesn't that they, we have reciprocity there and that doesn't apply there no, you need it you need it so know that additionally you should always be cognizant of which countries require you to have a visa now people have different feelings about visas. I personally feel like they're a money grab. I think the U.S. requires visas for countries and countries exact their revenge <laughs> upon us. And some countries 
you know, make you get your visa or have a visa when you're going there. There are numerous types of visas. There's tourist visas, there's student visas, there are work visas. So depending on your reason for going to the country, well, that will determine what type of visa you will need. When I went to India and Brazil, for instance, I was a student. I was in B school. So that I had a, I had a student visa, I believe, when I, w- when I was over there uh, in both of those, those countries. And I was not involved in the process at all. We went through a, a, a group that handled, our company that handled all of that for us. We paid them the money and they went and did it. It was really nice, to be all the way honest. However, when it's not a, it's not a difficult process. There are, you can Google literally like Brazil is the main country that people would travel to that requires a visa. You can Google Brazil visa process and there will be directions that will pull up for you there. And you can make sure that you're able to enjoy the trip and make sure that you are prepared accordingly. Other countries that make you have a visa, I mentioned India before, China, Indonesia, Kenya, Myanmar, Russia. Those are just like some of the major countries that that make you have a visa. So if you are going there, don't get caught slipping and pull up to customs and they ask you for your visa and then you out there with the I don't have a visa face. Nobody likes that. There are so there those are ones where you those are countries for where you have to have like a formal a formalized go through a formalized process. There are other countries like in Cuba where it's a little bit more streamlined and, and there are other countries where it's literally you're paying at the gate and and they they have a nominal fee where you just have to pay to enter. So that's where I feel like it's like a money grab and whatnot. Speaking of money, the currency exchange. Now Currency exchange is always, Google is your friend here, and I say that non-endorsed, but Google, you always Google the currency exchanges for the countries that you're visiting. Some people are a little bit more haphazard about it. I'm very lackadaisical with the the currency exchange. I know the irony in that because I don't like spending money, but in my mind, if I'm already paying a thousand, two thousand bucks to go visit somewhere. I don't really care if I'm saving ten cents on the dollar, or not even that. But if I'm saving like five cents on the dollar, I view the currency exchange a lot of times like people view gas prices. So if you're if you're driving on the on the street and your gas light has just come on, you might drive past one gas station that says two twenty five. Then you'll drive. Then you'll say, I think I can do better than that. You'll drive past another one that sh- that is. To 35, and you won't stop at that out of sheer spite because you're like, no, I gotta get, I gotta get this price. In the reality of the situation, you have a 13 gallon tank, and that's a 10 cent difference between that. So you are risking running out of gas over a dollar 30. That is not solid strategy. That is how I look at currency exchanges, and it could fluctuate. Either way, because the you, the dollar wins on on certain currencies and it loses against others, but that's just a frame of reference for that. Shout out to Nomadic Noop, yo to the bros. I he hit me with like a true blue travel hack that I had never thought of because one common problem that people have when they're leaving 
countries is that you have excess money and people start doing people do dumb stuff with 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 excess money like or foreign foreign currency like they'll just buy some stuff that they don't need just so they can waste the money instead of because if you try to exchange it and turn it back to the dollar they're going to get you on the currency exchange it's going to you're going to lose a lot of money so they just justify like from a value standpoint you know pay for something i don't need in that same lane he mentioned that you can Go to a Starbucks. Now, this provided that Starbucks are available there. And you can put that money on a gift card because those gift cards know no borders. So you can then bring it back over to the States and buy yourself a, a free coffee uh, courtesy of European U. So <laughs> the, I, I will absolutely be implementing that. I thought that was brilliant. It was something I had never thought of. I always just ho- uh, hoard the money as like in the name of being a souvenir or um, if I know it's a country I'm going to go back to, I just wait, and then I have a few extra bucks, shekels, yen, what have you, whenever I go back to visit that country. So it's always enjoyable. Different ways to skin a cat. Uh, don't send PETA after me for that remark, but there's different ways to go about it. Flights, lodging. Flights are tricky. That's obviously the big ticket item, lodging. If you are engaging in group travel, that's something that can help on that and i would encourage you guys to honestly look into that i think that can help from a pricing standpoint it also can help from a planning standpoint because there are certain sites that you can work with that will give you package deals and and you obviously get economies of scale where the prices will go down because you are purchasing more tickets Additionally, I know that some of you all work with travel agents when you're traveling or planning big group trips. That can definitely help drive that price down. So just something to keep in mind. Additionally, from a from a security standpoint, obviously, like group travel brings a comfort level to certain people. So that's a, another reason why group travel can be advantageous. You'll have a buddy while you're over there. You, you guys can look out for each other. But aside from that, I typically will use every every option when I'm looking for flights and flight deals. So let's start there. I want to say the flightdeal.com has plenty of deals, If but you have to be very malleable in your plans. You have to be able to say they, they, might, they, they might have you going from a Tuesday to a following Tuesday, and you have to be able to do that, and it's not going to be over a holiday, but you might be able to go to Dubai for 200 bucks. That was a bad example because that actually happened, but you could go to Greece for $350, something like that. So you can, so you can jump on the deal, but just your, your, the exchange is your convenience. That's the tax on the situation. But you can find you can find dates that work for you in there. So I would just keep that in mind. And I usually use that as like a place to hunt as for for where which countries would have a deal, you know. Secondly, secret flying is very similar to that as well. So you can I'm pretty sure they I look at the flight deal on on the desk on my computer, not desktop, but on my I do have one of those, but on my laptop. Um and I look at Secret Flying that same way. I can also I also follow them on Twitter whenever I'm on on Twitter, which I do not frequent these days. But I know that you all, they have newsletters that you can sign up for on their websites. 
so you guys can get updates on those flights and where where you can go. But that's more so, I would say that's that's less planning a vacation, and that's more so I just want to travel, which either are fine and you can leverage them for vacation, but just as like kind of a frame of reference. It will direct you to, uh, this the flight deal at least, will direct you to what I have seen to be a real gem. Um, and it is kind of a derivative or works in tandem with Google Flights, but it's the ITA Matrix website. You can literally Google ITA Matrix. That's I as in Isaac, T as in Thomas, A as in Albert. And it gives you, it's what these sites are pulling from for the lowest fares. So that's kind of my last stop when I... When I need something quick or need a deal, I will go there because I know that I can find the lowest price on any given flight because that's where the Expedia's, the hot wires, the all of that are pulling from. That being said, I don't really use Expedia or Hotwire. I use those for hotels. So I will I will look at my lodging that way, but I don't use those for for flights. I'm also a Marriott guy, so my loyalties are to um, Marriott, or should I say Bonvoy now, So, <laughs> which I was really kind of skeptical about, but I really like it now. I, I really do. It was They've classed up. They've given that whole franchise a big facelift. So shout out to, to the marketing folks over at, at, at Marriott. I, I get Bonvoy as a play on Bon Voyage. I'm still not crazy about the name, but I think the effects that it's had on the Marriott as a whole, they like class. They got some sleek black room keys with the sleek black writing on them. They've got they they've they've got construction going on on a lot of their properties to upgrade the rooms. They've just really given it a, a full facelift. And so I'm not sure if it has anything to do with the uh well actually I'm I'm certain that it has something to do with their Starwood acquisition, but all in all, I'm, I'm pleased. I'm pleased. And it's on, across all of their properties that I've seen because I've stayed in courtyards as well as full out, full out not necessarily luxury, but, full, but yeah, luxury uh, Marriott's. So it's, it's a good thing. So I, I just say it to say I have a hotel preference. However, if you do not, then that's fine. But it, so then you can go for the lowest price or 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 the highest star rating. I will say I have learned based on cheap guy experience not to skimp out on hotels. The margin for error on a plane, like you think spirit is bad. Pay $99 for a room. That is $99. Not that you got, not that it is normally $200. Pay, pay for a $99 room. And see how you like. There might be some crawling across the floor. Like I would absolutely not skimp out on a hotel room anymore. Like pay the extra fifty bucks a night and get you something nice. Another item is, or another another possibility is Airbnb. Airbnb people know it. Not a lot of people trust it. You would be imagined there are a lot of people staying in there, but you'd be imagined how you would be surprised how many people get nervous about the concept of Airbnb still. So I can tell you, I mean, I've stayed in one. I was one of those people who was kind of skeptical. I did, well, I wouldn't book one on my own. I would always stay in them, but I would always just, like, pay my money. And I told you people rock with me because they know my paper's always ready. And so I will just send it to them because I, I don't play about owing people money. But 
Airbnbs are solid, man, especially if you are traveling with a group. You can get a lot for a little. I mean, they've got some beautiful, beautiful houses. And if you need like a multi-bedroom house or I know uh, the fellas over at Urban Travel will, will leverage this for some of these like these these mansions that they're booking for for these group trips. It's just a you can get a lot for less. And yeah, $1,000 a night is a lot when you look at it as as a whole. But when you've got five or 10 people going with you, that brings that price down real fast. So that's just something to, to keep in mind where you guys can experience a lot as a team as opposed to doing it individually. So get your travel crew together. News team, assemble. That's Anchorman for any of you who have not seen that hilarious movie that I'm not sure can be hilarious anymore in the light of all the Me Too stuff. I guess it was poking holes at, at uh, sexism and gender inequality as a whole. So it may have been progressive. Kudos to you, Will Ferrell. Lastly, planning activities. What are you going to do when you get there? This depends on the type of vacation that you're going on or the type of trip that you're going on. If you just want someone or if you just want to go on a beach vacation, I've admittedly told you all that I am bad at those. I don't like doing nothing. Like, I I really don't like just, I'm not great at just chilling on a beach, laying out for, obviously, like, I'm a brother, so, like, I don't need to, melanin. Uh, I don't need to lay out that as much, but always use your sunscreen, though. Black people do sunburn, the more you know. But it just depends, because all activities on all trips are not created equal. It just depends. Like you, there may be beach vacations. You may want to be. You may be in a jungle. You may want to zip line. You might want to rock climb. You might want to parasail. You might want to parasailing low key. I'm really glad I did that at a young age because I don't think I would do it now. <laughs> but more power to you if you want to. What I do really want to do is surf, which is a beach activity. But there are. You could also just like you could also just kick it and kicking it with the locals is something I always carve out time for. I'm just going out drinking and and hanging out with my with my people and. Uh, and making new friends. So I'm a very friendly dude. So I, I just enjoy meeting people and getting a, a local perspective. Uh, yeah, I really am a friendly guy. So, you know, it, that's it's whatever works for you. And once you've planned all that out, you're good to go. You are ready to rock and roll. You have planned out your first international trip. So once you're over there and you're living life and you're taking all your pictures and you come back and you know you got some heat for the gram, tag at the travel guides on all of your travel pictures so we can feature you and tell me about it because I'm always interested to know. We love when we can make an impact and, you know, it's great. Maybe we will have you on the travel guides. Always need local perspective from everyday people like you and me. That's the tagline. All right, cool bet. I got to run to the airport, but... Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Subscribe, follow us, all that action. And thanks for tuning in to another episode of The Travel Guides. And remember, your next adventure is just a click away. Thanks for listening.